Hey everyone! <laughs> Welcome to Under Legal Tip. I'm Echo, and I'm Natalie. We, you, you guys missed Miss Entertainment just now. Okay. Okay, but we're back yet again, yet again. and you're back again to listen to us because you know y'all think we're funny. We are amazing. We are. This is the best podcast, according to me. And that matters. That, that matters. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, so we are two attorneys and what we do here is we pretty much just kind of talk a little bit about um, legal stuff, right? That, that's, Natalie has a much better like explanation, but this is how I explain it. <laughs> We're here to talk to you about some legal stuff, you know, like give you some general knowledge about some mis- things that are commonly confused by the masses so our job is to be here and be that voice give you the behind the scenes on the legal field so that is very correct um and this one this is not really going to be very specific to a certain area of law we're not going to go over any any fancy words today um this is basically just we've heard this question from a couple people before how do you find a lawyer or how do you know if a I guess they're a good lawyer for mm-hmm. you specifically. So we just wanted to kind of go over some things that we would do as attorneys to kind of vet or see um, if this is an attorney that we would want to take our case. True. Yes. Yeah. So the first thing that I would like for people to think about um, is not all lawyers are created equal, right? That is very true. So, um, not all lawyers are created equal. When I say that, not everyone does everything. Just because your friend just became a lawyer don't does not mean you should ask them every legal question in the book because generally they may not know, to be quite honest, because they don't practice in that area. And also, just random side note, because I had it placed to my paralegal mm-hmm. and she was shocked. She did not know this. Um, there are a lot of types of law, a lot of different areas of law, a lot of subtopics within each subject area. We don't learn them all in law school, first Mm -hmm. of all. Um, Certain classes, just like in high school and college, are what we call electives. So most attorneys can tell you the basic information on certain subjects that are somewhat universal. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone can pretty much give you a little bit of a rundown for criminals, some family, some property, Mm -hmm. some major contracts, things like that. Um, you start asking about bankruptcy. I've never taken a bankruptcy class in my life. And don't plan to. Don't plan to. You ask me about taxes. I can't help you. I can't help myself. <laughs> um, so I'm. That's that's not my. This not my venue. You Absolutely. know. Just like again, I said it on think episode or two, whatever an episode ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not going to go to the dentist for a heart attack. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to a foot doctor to fix my. I don't know, fix my sinuses or my mm-hmm. brain. That's not their field. Though they know their lane, can't cross it. So that's just one thing to be mindful of. And also, it's like it's um, and it it does sound kind of harsh, but it it is kind of true. Like you need to know what they practice, and even if you don't know, just ask them, right? Because before you hit up somebody on in their inbox, who's like, oh, I know you're a lawyer. Um, hey, I have a question about this and the third. One of the best DMs I've gotten in regards to. Being a lawyer was somebody wanted to ask me a question about I think landlord tenant and the first thing she asked me she was like hey are you familiar with landlord tenant stuff and I told her at the time I I don't do landlord tenant I practice I do criminal at this time but I did appreciate the fact that at least she led with that rather than just throwing a, a random question and I'm like 
girl what are you talking about so definitely know that all lawyers not all lawyers are created equal not everybody practices everything there are some attorneys that do mix like there are some attorneys who do criminal law and personal injury there are some attorneys who do criminal law and family there are some attorneys who do multiple things but i have not seen one attorney that does everything so they you, would never have the time or the skill and also that's something else to be mindful of mm -hmm. i think this might be an unpopular opinion mm -hmm. um specifically for people for kind of like smaller areas outside of the metro cities um We'll talk about things to be skeptical of, but one of mine, just kind of jumping into it, are an attorney who practices more than about, I'll say more than about two or three mm -hmm. practice areas. Um, reason being, I find it very strange that a person can keep up with seven, eight, nine different types of law. Well, not if they're a law firm. If they're a firm with multiple attorneys, that's different. But if you're a solo, meaning you are a single attorney in, in one office, mm -hmm. I find it very strange. I saw one one time, you had seven different practice areas. Mm -hmm. How are you keeping up with every change in every law for every different area? That's beyond me. Um, at some point, I'm just like, okay, that just seems a little bit greedy now. But some yeah. people are graced in that area. Yeah, some you people know? are, but not we're not. We're I'm definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. I'm you know I don't believe in that whole like you know jack of all trades, master of none. I'm a master something, and that's going to be the lane that I mm -hmm. stick with. Um, so that's just one thing to be mindful of. Also, again, if we refer you to someone else, don't be, don't take it personally. Um, I have someone that used to be a friend growing up, haven't really spoken a couple of years, like in actually years, like before I even graduated, but whatever. Um, get really upset when I told them that I couldn't help them. It was like a publication type mm -hmm. thing, like a contract publication. I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't help you. And I didn't know anyone to refer her to. Mm -hmm. Girl, when I tell you, you just, you know, you think you're so this, you're so that, you know, you need to humble yourself. Oh, first humble yourself. She said I need to humble myself. But also. But you didn't want to ask me for help. But also, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. She lives in a state that I've never lived in. Mm -hmm. She lives in a location of a state. I've been to the state. Lives in a location. I don't know anyone who lives in that area. I don't know anyone to refer you to. And honestly, I I don't know much about publishing. Yeah. I can give you my outline from law school on contracts, trademarks, that type of thing, and hope it connects, but I'm not going to do that because I'm not giving you legal advice in a state where I'm not licensed because I'm not going to prison because that is a felony, fun fact. But, yeah, I mean, just to sum it all up, just know that not all, all, all lawyers are not created equal. So when you're looking for an attorney, first, definitely know what it is that you need like have I mean we're not obviously if you're not an attorney you don't know specifically like what it is but if it's a situation that has to do with your family generally you want to find a family law attorney if it's a situation where somebody has been convicted or accused of a crime you want to find a criminal defense attorney obviously you don't want to find a prosecutor because that's the state but and if, they can't and practice they, they, can't, they can't defend yeah. anybody but if you you know if you want to do if it's something to deal with you got hurt you want to find a personal injury attorney a workers compensation attorney things of that sort so pretty much it's best to find a lawyer that is doing the thing that you need them to do right because that makes it a little bit easier and um so when, go ahead also make sure that you find an attorney in the right location mm -hmm. um so again for instance each the way attorney licenses are set up when you take the test it's called the bar and you pass the bar you pass for 
we call it a jurisdiction. A jurisdiction is just for certain courts in your area, if that makes sense. So we're both licensed in Georgia. We can practice across the state of Georgia, right? Um, I'm also licensed in South Carolina. I can practice in the state of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I am not licensed in North Carolina. If you live in North Carolina or your case is in North Carolina, I cannot help you by law. So you need to find someone in that particular area as well. Um, this is kind of up to the personal preference, um, but also sometimes look locally. Uh, a lot of times, specifically with smaller places, um, there might be little quirks or certain judges or people might know, you know, the prosecutor. They might know the attorneys that typically practice in that area. They might have a better rapport with them. Um, it might be easier for them to negotiate when they attend the same church or when they mm -hmm. golf together or, mm -hmm. you know, I went to school with your child or whatever the case may be. Um, you're also more familiar with that particular judge's likes and dislikes or that other attorney's kind of way of, or, or style of practice. Mm -hmm. So I might be able to anticipate he's going to file this motion because he always files it. Mm -hmm. Let me go ahead and start drafting. Um, and that will save you time, energy, and money. If you find an attorney who lives a little bit further away or in a different county, while they might be very highly skilled, and again, like I said, we do practice across the state, sometimes I might not be familiar with that particular judge. I might not know that this judge wants everything, I don't know, typed in Times New Roman, mm -hmm. or this one wants everything in, you know, justified, this one wants something left. So little things like that sometimes, you know, tick people off. So that's kind of one thing to think about. Also, if you're limited on funds and you're finding someone who is a little bit further away, Unless it's a case where you're only going to pay if you win, you're going to have to pay for their travel. So those are things to think of and keep in mind when you're looking for an attorney. Absolutely. And also it's like, kind of just like piggybacking off what Natalie was saying in terms of trying to find somebody local. We've said this before on this podcast. A lot of like the practice of law does depend on the law itself, but most of it depends on human relations. So it's like if you understand. So when we're saying like, oh, you know, the judge's quirks and things of that sort, it's not to say that, oh, they're bribing the judge or like being buddy buddy with the judge or the judge will win your favor. No, it makes things a lot easier. So it's like if you already understand that, okay, this judge does not like this type of thing. I know not to present that type of evidence in your courtroom because you're going to think of it as whatever, you know, something crazy of that, of that sort. But you know how to relate to people. When you relate to people, it's easier for them, to, for you to work with those people. So when you are explaining why you're correct and you're backing it up with the law, you have a better listening ear. That's just that's just once again a personal preference thing. But if you don't have that opportunity, then you you know get a lawyer how you can get it. But the thing about it too is like you know what to look for or you know some things to know. But you need to know where mm -hmm. to find these lawyers. Yeah, um, I know you guys hear us mentioning the bar, the bar, the bar all the time. So the bar is basically it's, it's both a test and it's a group. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So the bar exam is the test that you take to become a licensed attorney. Um, an attorney is just someone who actively practices law versus lawyers are typically people with a law degree. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference there in case you wanted to know. Probably didn't care, but just in case. Um, but there are things such as like the American Bar Association, the National Bar Association. There are also state bar associations. Um, and so if you're looking for, for instance, an attorney in the state of Georgia, you might want to look at the Georgia Bar's website mm -hmm. because they will show you every attorney licensed in the state of Georgia. Not only will, you sh will they show you every attorney, you will get information on them. You will find their contact. You will see their practice areas. 
You will see if they've ever been disciplined. So if they've mm -hmm. been disbarred, if they've been what they call sanctioned or basically in trouble or fined for doing something wrong. Um, in certain places, I know for Georgia Bar, you can also see how long someone has been practicing. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but that's just something to think about as well. But um, yeah, the Georgia Bar is just like really, not the, well, the State Bar's website is really like the best place to go especially when if when you don't know what to look for or who to look for because the, even though it's great for it it's a great resource for attorneys but it's also a great resource for people who are not attorneys as well because it will it'll help you kind of like maneuver through to kind of figure out what it is that you want or what it is that you're looking for mm -hmm. and if somebody should recommend an attorney to you because that's another way to find an attorney is through recommendations from other people you can always go check them out right mm -hmm. because when people ask me to recommend attorneys, I always recommend my friends because I know them, right? Um, but if you ask me for an attorney that, like, if, like Natalie's in a look in an area that none of my friends practice in, I don't know what to tell you. I always say, go, go check the bar, go check the bar's website. So, and also people Google. So it's like you just Google like, oh, family law attorney in my area, and you get all these people pop up with all these different websites and everything, um, because no one's gonna put the bad stuff on your website, right? They're only gonna put the good stuff. They're gonna put the fact that we've won all these cases, we've done all these things, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, and that's great. Then you can take your name and put it in the State Bar's website and see if this person is still actively practicing. Because you know websites be old, mm -hmm. if they're still actively practicing. Or if they're still practicing for that particular firm or location. Mm -hmm. um, also like, I want to say like this, but sometimes, sometimes look at reviews. I, mm -hmm. I kind of say reviews are hit or miss because yeah. I mean, I was also a psych major in college mm -hmm. and people who are likely to do reviews are usually people who are either very satisfied or very or dissatisfied. dissatisfied. You don't really have people who are lukewarm, mm -hmm. um, but those are also sometimes things you can think of. Of course, websites are going to post person in the best light mm -hmm. and just because it says like I won this many cases or I you know got this much mm -hmm. recovered in money does not mean that they're going to be able to have the same result for you so also kind of you know check around maybe speak to a couple people if you can do that mm -hmm. um, in order to be able to make sure that the person that you are selecting is someone who can take and work with your type of case and possibly have a good result absolutely just always remember just like medication results may vary when it mm -hmm. comes to practice the practice of law just because it and okay this is something that y'all need to know for real for real just because somebody got this result does not mean that you will get that result mm -hmm. because the facts are not always the same the facts could be all like you could have a 99% of the same facts and then one thing is different so it's like when, we, when you talk to a lawyer when you're looking for a lawyer, most lawyers do like consults, right? So like they have an opportunity for you to call them and talk to them for whether five minutes, 15 minutes or whatever, and kind of get the general information about your case to kind of see if that's something they can handle, if that's something they want to handle, if there's something they know how to handle. And they have right? time to handle. And they have time to handle that. With quick turnaround deadlines. So, the, so when an, an attorney is talking to you about a case, during the consult, they're not giving you any guarantees. And attorneys never should never be giving you a guarantee at 
off. If they do, you should find another But one. they should not be giving you a guarantee at all. But more than likely, when you're talking to them, that first conversation, they'll ask you a lot of questions. And when you're asking questions, a lot of the answer will be, well, it depends on this. Well, it depends on this. Or, well, if this happened, then that will happen. And that's because the law is, it's so, it's fickle. It, I mean, it seems very finite, like, oh, this is what the rules are. But little things can change things, right? So there are some things like, it's, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it to, in, in a way that would make sense, but things change. Like there are little things that can turn the tide in, in, in a certain way. So there's no guarantee. But when you are talking to an attorney, when you are trying to um, hire an attorney, give them as much detail as possible. Give them information. And, and also, this is just a pet peeve of mine in consultations. Um, one, because they're kind of short and you have to make sure you get the information that you need. Allow them to kind of start and ask the questions because they not know what to, they're looking not for. To, not to be mean, but I know what, what will and will not work in certain cases. So if you're saying like, yeah, I want to do this, this and that. Okay, let me see if you qualify for that or mm -hmm. let me see if that's actually possible. Um, or sometimes, for instance, I've had clients where they start, well, potential clients where they start telling one story and I think, oh, okay, it might be about this. And then there's a complete pop plot shift and I'm just like, oh, well, you don't even have a case or that's not the same area that you thought it was. Mm -hmm. um, so when you have a consultation, be prepared, have your questions um, put out and ready, but let the attorney kind of ask you and go through certain processes so both of you can kind of get to the point earlier and they won't waste your time and you won't waste theirs. And if possible, if you have documents, so say you were served, say mm -hmm. someone gave you paperwork saying you were being sued or say that you were charged with something and you know that you have a court date coming up. People need that information. What were you charged with? What were you served with? I've had consultations where people were like, oh, I received these papers in the mail or the sheriff brought me these papers and I don't know what to do with them. Okay, what do they say? Oh, I'm at work right now. They're at my house. Mm -hmm. That's not helpful to me and it's not helpful to you because I don't know if I can help you. Um, and, unfortunately, and also with mm -hmm. that too, sorry to cut you off, but the reason why it's very important for you to bring this because a lot of the law is deadlines. Mm -hmm. Like there are, there are turnarounds. Like if you are served with something in a civil process, at least like speaking for my area of practice, if you're served with something you may need to respond within 30 or 45 days. Uh -huh. We need to know, uh -huh. you know, and also need to know when were you served with this? Cause is it day 30? Is it uh -huh. day 31? Because in and certain areas, like even like, so like with personal injury or whatever, if you're sued, being sued as a defendant and you're not respond, you don't respond in time, you could open yourself to something we like to call a default judgment where pretty much you lose because you didn't, you didn't act. So you got to let people, you really have to like, make sure you have all of that information as quickly. If you are ever served, with a lawsuit immediately lawyer up don't wait just don't think it's gonna go away immediately lawyer up exactly because the other thing is with what she mentioned about the default judgment whatever the other person is asking that's where they're they getting get, because yeah. you sorry you know you said you know oh you know too bad so sad mm -hmm. you should have you should have said something you should have responded immediately um so. and when i say respond i don't mean calling and verbalize something you need to put something in writing that's why you get a lawyer um, but yeah, so that's definitely another thing. Another thing is statute of limitations. If yeah. something happened to you, 
I need to know about it immediately. I don't need to know two years from now. Well, about two years ago, I was in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry that that happened to you and that now your back is hurting, mm-hmm. but I, there's nothing I can do about it. You know? And what the statute of limitations is, I know some people, it's pretty much like the time limit that you have to bring a case. So the Before sta- your SOL. Literally, literally, literally. Like that is the best way to explain it. Like you have a certain time. Even in the criminal, in, even in criminal law, you have, there's a certain time. I don't know if y'all remember Orange is the new black when she got arrested for that um what's the uh, the blonde haired girl i don't know her name but when she got arrested and she was going to prison hype sure piper yeah. sure that sounds right i watched like five episodes <laughs> but the reason why it happened so long ago and then she was still being arrested was because the statute of limitations had not run yet so mm-hmm. that means the state still had enough time to bring the action against her and to find more evidence it's, and build their case. So it's so if you so that's something that you have you we do have to think about in a lot of civil cases. It's two years in criminal murder. It's forever, but some depending on your jurisdiction, some mm-hmm. could be four years and things of that sort. So you gotta mm-hmm. you, you really gotta know. But we also need to talk about um, what to look for. Yeah, when you're looking for a lawyer, like when you're okay, think about it. Like when you're going to. Um, to get an attorney when you're looking for an attorney like you've met with you've gotten the information you've gone to the bar's website or you know the state bar website or whatever and you've gotten their information and you're now meeting with them for a consult when you're looking for an attorney think about it you're interviewing this person to represent mm-hmm. you right because this mm-hmm. person you're gonna pay them like and you're actually you're putting your trust in them like yes. you're trusting them to fight for you so for something that's personal to you. Yeah. Right. So, so do you trust them? Do exactly. they sound like do they, they know what tra- they're talking about? Absolutely. Are they telling you the truth or what you want to hear? Because Absolutely. that's also something. If and they're saying it can't happen, sometimes trust them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I if, if there's a situation where I will tell people, like, listen, this probably won't go your way. If you want to fight, I will fight it. But just know, FYI, and mm-hmm. I'll put it in writing, like, mm-hmm. this is why the case is weak. But mm-hmm. we can try it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a person with kind of limited finances, sometimes it, you might make the decision not to try that just mm-hmm. because you're like, it's too much of a gamble. Um, and that's respectable. But also just make sure, like Ekip said, if people are starting, like, I can guarantee you're going to get mm-hmm. this, you're going to get that. Typically, that's something to be skeptical of. That's No, not typically. That is something that's, to yeah, be skeptical it, of. Because there's nothing that you can't... It, there's no guarantee. Like, I used to tell people all the time, even if I was sure, when I was doing criminal defense, even if I was sure in my heart of heart that this is going to go this way, I still cannot guarantee that because a lot of the law also deals with human emotion, okay? Mm -hmm. We're not robots. You can't take the people's humanity out of things. So you cannot guarantee what you can do and what a lot of lawyers will say will be, well, generally, this typically well before Mm -hmm. i've seen it where this fact has led to this and stuff like that because so that we're not giving you guarantees because what it is is when if i come and guarantee i'm gonna get you a million dollars and i don't get you a million dollars now you're mad and now i'm a liar now i got a bad google review now my business is hard you know what i'm saying so we can't it's hard to give those guarantees and even when you see these law um this commercials for for attorneys when they're telling you, oh, I got a million dollars for this client. I got this. I got that. They still tell you results may vary. This is just, you know, this is not legal advice. This is not to guarantee that you're you will have the same outcome. Things like that. So if you have if you're talking to an attorney and they're out here guaranteeing you, well, I put it on this. I put it on that. Get away, run away, because that's not it. 
but um yeah so just remember this is an interview see what your person and if you're the kind of person that feeds off of energy listen to that as well mm -hmm. because there are sometimes you go to talk to someone if you feel like an attorney is not truly listening to you and not that like they're not telling you what you want to hear but they're not hearing you and mm -hmm. they are not making you feel comfortable then don't that's not the attorney for you because you want to have an attorney client relationship where you are comfortable with that person because you have to give them a lot of mm -hmm. intimate details about yourself and if you are not comfortable with that person then you're not going to give them that information and if they don't have that information they can't properly represent you so if you feel like the energy is off the vibes are off then bounce right exactly mm -hmm. um i know one thing that we were talking about kind of before we hit record and we're going to bring up as well uh some people have questions about i guess in our opinion if it's better to have a what we call a more seasoned attorney someone's been around for a lot longer or a newer attorney um one thing that i will state is kind of both sides have their i guess their pros as well as their cons mm -hmm. um pros for more seasoned attorneys who've been licensed a little bit longer they've probably made a lot more connections with some of the judges some of the uh opposing counsel so the other side's attorney um sometimes they have the expertise they're very skilled very knowledgeable um however a con that i've noticed occasionally not too many but i did notice this a little bit in South Carolina and actually in Georgia, sometimes people who've been licensed for so long kind of rest in that mm -hmm. and they don't take the time to keep up with new changes. Mm -hmm. And I actually had a case recently where I brought up something where like, yeah, but as of January of this year, mm -hmm. this is the proper place to do X, Y, and Z. And the other attorney just kind of looked, look, you know, blank look, mm -hmm. look at the judge and the judge was just like, well, I mean, She's right. Like, mm -hmm. yo, yeah, I'm going to order this. Um, and he was, you could tell he was livid, but it was something, and his client was as well, but it was something so simple as you just assume because you've been practicing longer that you knew you didn't really take the time to make sure everything that you thought was law was still good law. Mm -hmm. And I think the other side is with newer attorneys, um, sometimes they might not have made those, I guess, on the con their side they might not have made some of those connections um they might not fully grasp certain concepts um but i think a very good pro a lot of newer attorneys are also afraid you know of getting mm -hmm. disbarred so you know we're fresh out of you know people who are fresh out of school fresh out of the ethics course we remember certain things we just took this class i know for a fact you can or you can't do this because i was just tested on it mm -hmm. six months ago or a year ago five years ago whatever the case may be so i'm more kind of closely set up to remember those things. Um, a lot of states have different programs called CLEs, Continuing Education. Um, for newer attorneys, there's typically an extra component to that where you have to take the continuing class with something else uh, to make sure that you are competent and you're ethical and you're kind of keeping up to date with everything. So that's one thing I'll say on the newer side. A lot of newer attorneys are a little bit more cautious, I will say. Um, and sometimes are a little bit more familiar with recent changes because those are things that they just learned that were just tested on. I mean, and just going on that too, like, there are pros and cons, like Natalie said, about getting an older, like someone who's more seasoned and somebody who is newer. Someone who's more seasoned, obviously, they've been doing this a while, right? So they know the area of law. They know most of the time they're probably like considered experts in that area. So it's always good to get that because they have more information and more knowledge. A con, someone who's newer, they don't know it that well. 
especially if it's something that you don't really learn in law school because in law school we really a lot of the times we're covering general topics not everyone goes into the specifics so if you have a newer attorney in that area they may not know everything but that does not mean that they are not willing and able to learn i'd like to tell people especially newer attorneys um sometimes new attorneys can be a little like you get i feel like you get like two extremes it's like they're like really really like gung-ho we're gonna fight we're gonna do them. like yo calm down relax mm -hmm. or they're like really shy and timid and like scared about their own potential mm -hmm. so it's really it's really interesting with new attorneys but i like to tell them this and i'm still considered a new attorney is this is the practice of law we're still practicing and when we are practicing something you're not perfect at it it's not perfected law it's the practice of law so even older people like older attorneys they are still practicing too. They are still taking DCLEs. Like they are still learning as well. What you really want to look for is, is your attorney knowledgeable? And not only that, but are they willing to learn, mm -hmm. right? Like if you ask me a question, I don't know it. I'll tell you, it's like, you know what? Let me get back to you. Let me do some research real quick and get back to you and things of that sort. Because I'm still trying to learn. I'm still, there's still things that I don't know. And I'm not going to sit here. I mean, I'm, I might not tell you I don't know it. But I will tell you that I'll find the answer and get back to you because that is the lawyerly thing to do. That is. Mm -hmm. That is. And I will say new attorneys, older attorneys, regardless, they're all licensed by the same entity or bar. Absolutely. So they all have the same requirements and regulations. And, you know, someone has deemed that they are competent and knowledgeable. Not just in someone. The, field of the law. state. The that state, they are yeah. licensed in has absolutely has determined that they are competent to practice law in that state. So clearly they know something. And it depends because I was saying Georgia is the, the state bar of Georgia, South mm -hmm. Carolina is the Supreme Court. See? So Exactly. So <laughs> oh, people know. Yeah. So like and that's the thing too. So like let's not don't think that people who are older are automatically better. Like older attorneys are automatically better. Because also what I've realized too, what people don't do <laughs> is that you can go to law school at any time. Mm -hmm. Right, so you could have gone to law. This person, a person could have gone to law school at fifty-five and just started practicing this year, and they are technically considered a newer attorney. But mm -hmm. they, because they look older, you think that they know. You know what I'm saying? So let's just be mindful of that as well. And that's mm -hmm. what the bar website is really good to let you know. But regardless of whether someone has been practicing for three months or thirty years, if they are a licensed attorney, they are competent enough to be your attorney what you have to do is see if they um if they're able to handle your case and if you trust them to handle, handle your case, your case. and exactly. I, I also say i know this i guess isn't necessarily as much as an issue but it's something i've run into before um certain cases for instance certain certain attorneys don't go to court mm -hmm. right uh, certain practice areas don't go to court and some people it's their personal preference not to do court some people are, you know, very skilled or they only practice what we call mediation. So they're trying to be the middleman. They're trying to be the negotiator. Um, there are different types of attorneys that do different types of things. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm saying that is if you have a case that you want, that you know, like mediation is not going to work. I'm not going to come to agreement with the other side. I'm going to have to go to court. And the attorney is one who says they're not comfortable in court or they're not an attorney who would be willing to go to court you probably want to go with someone else mm -hmm. and kind of like i said before as well if you have an attorney who's just like first thing they're saying oh, we're going to fight we're going to do this we're going to do that we're going to go to court we're going to appeal you know like 
that costs money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if it's a simple situation where, mm-hmm. say, you hit my car and I want seven fifty, and you're only willing to give me five hundred. Mm-hmm. That's is probably it? not something we really got to go to court about. We right. can probably meet in the middle, get like six twenty five or something, and even call if, it a day. Yeah, because even if you get that seven fifty, what did it cost you to get that seven fifty? Exactly. Because you still got to pay the lawyer. And the thing about it too is, there are costs associated with going to court, like in litigating. There are also attorney's fees associated with that yeah. as well because like some attorneys will charge you a certain amount for a certain thing but if they have to make court appearances that money goes up so you have to think about and that's also something you should talk to your attorney about um the the, the, the pricing yeah if they're like, flat fees or if they're billable is it and also and with what that means is flat fees like all right i'm doing this for you this is how much i'm going to cost or i mean i'm going to charge you that's it that's mm-hmm. it that's not going to change regardless of if this takes five years or two years right or if it's billable or i'm charging you by the hour or you send me an email bill you mm-hmm. send you call me bill that mm-hmm. billable or if it's contingent meaning oh i only get paid if we win you know like all the personal injury attorneys and stuff we only get paid if you win okay cool how much are you getting paid are you mm-hmm. getting am i getting um and does that does that price change does it change if we have to go to court does it change if i have to appeal or does you know mm-hmm. so you so these are the things that you kind of have to make sure you're talking to your attorney about and asking because a lot of people don't realize being an attorney like Getting a lawyer is expensive. Like there was a time when me and Natalie were talking about it, we were like, uh We couldn't afford we can't afford ourselves. Um I can't afford to hire me, I can tell you that much. But also, um (laughs) it sounds terrible, but it's so true right now. Um but also aside from just hiring a lawyer, filing an action is expensive. Yes. Um I know criminal cases are different, but Mm -hmm. say like civil cases, if I want to if I'm not married, Mm y'all. But if I had to file a divorce, even for myself, mm-hmm. there's a fee I have to pay to the court mm-hmm. to file that action to have it heard. Mm-hmm. If I want to file certain motions, there are fees mm-hmm. associated with filing certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, if I am trying to, I don't know, like get property, there's money associated with changing the title and the deed and all that other information. So and, and those fees not like five dollars. They they not. They're not. It's not like oh five dollars. Oh ooh, let me let me let me put a five on it or something. Those and there's fees, no payment plan for for those court fees and court costs. To, yeah, like I thought. I think I filed a lawsuit. And I think I probably paid like was probably like three hundred or two eighty something. I can't remember yeah. the exact amount, but it's like yeah. So though, and those are things you have to pay up front. Mm-hmm. So these are the things you have to talk about, like you know, with the attorney, like when you're going to meet with them. I know like sometimes it's really quick it's really brief especially those consults some like the free consults are really quick the ones you got to pay for i believe they'll probably obviously give you a little bit more time but these are the things you want to ask um and a lot of attorneys too some websites will allow for you to like kind of chat with an attorney with with somebody a representative before you actually meet them Mm -hmm. i don't know if they charge you for that i have never done that before some of them don't i know there are a couple that we used to use in my old job yeah so if you so if you're if the if the attorney's website has that opportunity or has that feature then absolutely reach out you know ask those questions but those are things that you want to kind of go in because remember you're also interviewing this person to represent you and to take on your case and also kind of going back to those uh, fees for filing suit those fees do not go to the attorney all those fees go directly to the court you might pay it to me but i'm going to pay it right out to someone else so that's not Included yeah, in the char- what included. I'm going to charge you for doing that thing, mm-hmm. and also people like and 
I know we joke and say like hiring an attorney is expensive. It really it's expensive because you're hiring them for a skill, right? Like there are certain things you're like, oh well, I could just go on Google and I can find it. You're right. You absolutely right. And that could take you hours and days and weeks. But I have you're paying for my ability to know exactly where to go, how to do it, and do it well. And also, um, y'all be very careful with being Google Internet lawyers. Um, <laughs> we had someone. She was very sweet. I loved her as a client. Glad that we got her a good result. But she would ask about something repeatedly. That is not something that you do in the state of Georgia. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, where are you even getting this from? Well, I Googled it. Mm -hmm. She sends me the website. Was it Minnesota? It was like, was it? <laughs> it was a random, I think it was Minnesota. It's like a random N-word. And I'm just like, did, did you realize th that this, this is a code, different state? This code section right here. The reason I know that this isn't Georgia is because mm -hmm. if you look at the abbreviate up here, mm -hmm. that's that's not Georgia. Oh, so like that's something to be very careful of. Like when you Google, a lot of things are generic. Even if mm -hmm. I put Georgia, whatever, or South Carolina, whatever, you know there are internet mistakes. Yeah. Um, also, just be, as Ekup said before, sometimes things don't get removed from the website or the mm -hmm. internet. So the, what I mentioned earlier, law that changed in January old law might still show up mm -hmm. right because you don't know where to look for the current law exactly um and that and also a lot of these search engines they're cool but they're not what we call lexus nexus they're not westlaw uh places that typically are used to house laws and cases and things that are current Authority. and that will show you what has been overruled mm -hmm. what's no longer good law mm -hmm. like we have access to that type of stuff um, and know how to use it. It's and know how like, to use it. It's yeah. kind of like how doctors tell you not to use WebMD. Because you know WebMD told me I've been dead for a <laughs> So, so it's it's kind of like that situation. And the reason why, and like I know it's expensive, it is, but like we are trained to do so. Like we are literally trained to do so. This is like in law school, we have classes dedicated to legal research alone. And, so and that's why. And also, I know again talking about something being expensive. There are, as we mentioned before, there are typically free or pro bono mm -hmm. options. Pro bono means no cost. Low bono is low cost. There's, you know, just about every state has legal aid, legal services, mm -hmm. public defense, like different things like that. Um, but also at the end of the day, I am very much a person where I am going to pay to have something done properly. I'm going to pay for convenience. I'm going to pay for peace of mind. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's easier to pay up front to have something done right than to do it wrong and have to pay to have someone undo what you did mm -hmm. or undo what your friend, cousin, jailhouse lawyer and filed on your behalf. Those are my favorite lawyers. Oh, Jesus. The jailhouse, Jesus. The like, jailhouse lawyers be my favorite lawyers because they be filing, okay? And don't let it be a sovereign system. They will file don't. all the motions and let the judge know that they have not been heard on the motions that they filed and, and, and hand wrote. I will say I have a client... Um, who filed something mm -hmm. and wanted to be heard in that case on something that he one did not ask for right and two it was the wrong type of action to hear that in so no, he, I mean part of it was right but it was just you were trying to combine too many things mm -hmm. that you couldn't do so sometimes it does get kind of difficult and tough if you do try to represent yourself which I don't suggest ever um, I as an attorney, I'd still probably hire an attorney for certain oh, stuff um, to do absolutely. because I know I can't do it all. I don't know it all. 
Absolutely. And that's just something to be mindful of. Like, if it's worth it to you, if this is life or death, if this is whether mm -hmm. I keep my kids, if this is whether I keep my home, whether I stay out of jail and have mm -hmm. my freedom, I'm going to pay someone to make sure that I can do that. And then also, like, well, also to kind of clarify something, too, is this. What we're saying is don't do it yourself, right? We're not saying that you should talk down and look down on people, mm -hmm. on attorneys who are being paid to still do it, but you're not paying them. So, for instance, mm -hmm. public defenders, I hate y'all people used to like call them public pretenders, public offenders, that they're not real lawyers. Public mm -hmm. defenders are real attorneys. They have gone to law school. They have um, taken the bar. They have, and they are practicing. They are, I, and I like, I, I truly believe, like, Public defenders are the backbone of our society because, and specifically, they are practicing in one area here. of law, yeah. <laughs> here in Georgia at least, or in one area of law, and in one locale. So mm -hmm. some of them do work in multiple counties, but for the most part, they are in a, cent a specific location, so they have a better understanding of what's going on there. So when we think, when we tell you that, you know, there are free options or low-cost options, mm -hmm. these people are still attorneys. And it's just that they have chosen to go um, the route of being able to help people without charging them and because they are being paid by a different entity. And also, um, I will I stand on this. I mean, I, they'd probably not qualify me, but whatever. Mm -hmm. If I ever got in trouble, I would actually prefer a public defender. Mm -hmm. The reason being is because in, well, in Maryland, it was a little bit different when I practiced there briefly, but most public defenders have worked specifically, frequently in front of the same judge mm -hmm. or with the same prosecutor. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, they go to court more, more than a private attorney. No, not a lot. They do. I know. I, when I was a public they defender, do. I had a private attorney. He's hilarious. I wonder what he's doing with his life. But anyway, um, he came to a bond hearing because they hear all the bonds at one time. And I had went to the jail that morning for my clients. He shows up in court and he asked me if I interviewed his client. And I'm like, no. I, they said they hired you. Like, no, I didn't interview you. He showed up in court, had never spoken to this person before. He wanted information for me from them, like for them. Just paid a lot of money now, but didn't have the time. I'm not going to say didn't have the care, but really didn't have the time, the resources to stretch to run everywhere in every county and help everybody and see all the people. Um, so that's kind of one thing to be mindful of as well. Just because you hire someone private and you pay buku money does not mean that they're going to win for you. Does not mean that they're necessarily more or, le or less inclined mm -hmm. to fight for you or more or less inclined to get you a better deal or a better sentence. Um, I mean, just think about it. Like, and well, and, and also in that situation, in the situation that Natalie just described, this person was in custody. So more than likely, they were not the person who hired the attorney. Mm -hmm. Likely, your family member hired them when they found out that they were in custody. So it was like, and bond hearings usually happen within forty-eight, seventy-two hours. So it's already you don't really have that much time. The reason why public defenders are there is because they know that bond hearings are happening every day, so they are always going to the jail to meet people. They're out in jail at five forty-five in the morning. And, yeah, exactly, and get folks there. But once I said, we're not saying one is better than the other—a private attorney, a public defender, or a legal aid attorney, anything like that. We're just saying that you should not um, dismiss somebody because they're doing a legal service for you for free and also or for a low cost. And I was saying also, there's no shame in having to get someone from legal service or a public defender because again at least you are taking the initiative and you're smart enough to get assistance and get help um 
sometimes if you can't afford a private attorney, take whatever paperwork you have. And like I said, you find legal aid, you find legal services, you find whatever place in your county, your area, your city that assists people. Sometimes the, the court can't give you advice. No. You can't call the court for advice. They don't represent you. If you're a criminal uh, criminal defendant, you can't call the solicitor. They don't represent you. They don't want you to win. Um, and you probably shouldn't call them. You can't you contact the court clerk. Some court clerks, I will say, do a little bit more mm -hmm. um, as far as saying, here, here's some forms that you can fill out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if it's basic information, they but can they tell you. they can't give you legal advice. Yeah, they can't tell you which form to fill mm -hmm. out. They might can tell you, hey, here, here's the things, mm -hmm. you know, but they're, they're not, usually they're not licensed attorneys. There mm -hmm. are some law clerks who are actually already mm -hmm. attorneys. Um, but that's something to be mindful of. Like, there is no shame in finding free help. Um, because again, they're getting paid by someone, their bills getting paid, you're fine. You, you need to make sure that you have what you need in order to kind of get what's best for you or what you hope or what you deserve. The general consensus of this is the general consensus is this. Do not handle your legal matters by yourself. Do not do it. Period. Find an attorney. That's it. I think that's all, that's all we've been trying to say. Don't, don't find an attorney. Find an attorney, make sure that the attorney is somebody that um, you vibe with, that you understand, um, and that understands you, right? So definitely, find an attorney. Mm -hmm. One who can take on your case mm -hmm. um, and hope for the best, wish for the best, yep. work for the best, all that good stuff. That's it. And no guarantees. Zero guarantees. No guarantees. But yeah, so... So we wish you all the best in any legal endeavors you currently have, mm -hmm. anything that you might have in the future. Mm -hmm. um, if you ever need a specific referral for an attorney and it's a place where one of us knows people mm -hmm. or <laughs> a place where one of us practices, let us know. Um, if we can't find you someone... We'll direct you to the State Bar website. We will direct you to the State <laughs> Bar website. Or also there are different attorney smaller groups. Um, mm -hmm. For instance, there's like the, uh, for one thing is AILA, American Immigration Lawyers Association. There's like a national criminal defense. There's mm -hmm. like national, like real estate law. There are also regional, cultural, ethnic, different groups as well. One that I really love that I'm a part of is what we call the YBL, the Young Black and Lawyered. Over 4,000 strong of young black attorneys, young being under the age of 40. Shout out to us. Shout out to the 4% of black attorneys in the U.S. And hopefully we're going to get that up very soon. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So pretty much what we're saying is either get a lawyer, be a lawyer, but either way, don't handle handle your legal matters mm -hmm. by yourself. Either way, find a lawyer. We can help you find one. Mm, okay, I guess. Possibly. Maybe. Maybe. We'll it, see. It depends on if I like your face. Face? Yeah. Because if you send me a message, I'm going to see your picture. Oh, wow. I'm just saying. I'm so Echo is basically saying that she is single. I did not say that. <laughs> I mean, I am, but that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. Anyways, but um, yeah. So follow us on Instagram on the legal tip. It's right there. We good. And share this podcast with all of your friends, your family members, people who need to know that they cannot handle their legal matters by themselves. People who need to know that they are themselves are not lawyers, so they should stop giving legal advice and things of that sort. And that also, is a felony. Again, let's talk about that. Not the today. unauthorized <laughs> practice of law. <laughs> is a felony offense you are going to prison um ask that what was that law school, what state was that louisiana tennessee i don't know there was a, a person in law school who pretended to be an attorney mm -hmm. who is now not an attorney and is in a lot of trouble yeah stop doing it don't 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 <laughs> think suits is not real remember that guys suits 
Because Suits was based on someone like not being, anyways. But either ways, share this with your friends. Share it on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, wherever you can share things on. And just remember that we are here to give you general information. So, peace out, homies. Bye. Bye.